Today we get to do what we love to do, and that's bring in someone who curates one of our major music festivals. Let them tell us about everyone in it. We're at Catfish Lose at 2460 Northwest 24th Avenue. They won Muddy Awards in 2017 and 18 for Best Venue, as you may know. With me is Nicholas Harris, who's one of the founders of the Sold Out Festival and is back this year to tell us all about the performers. He also books Jack London Review in downtown Portland, which has gone into the place to discover national and international jazz, hip-hop, R&B talent. It's also a home for folks like Mel Brown. Nicholas is always engaging. He's enthusiastic about the festival, as he should be. It starts in mid-April. Oh, Nicholas, welcome to our new home. Here yes. At Blues. Glad to have you. Thanks, Tom. It's really great to be here. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the lineup of this year's Sold Out Festival is just sounds amazing. Thanks. Yeah. How, ma- how many of them is it now? This is the 10th. Wow. Is that, what is that? Is that the gold or silver? What is I that? I don't know. Paper, I, don't, I don't either. I have no idea. Paper's number one. I know that because oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm approaching my first anniversary, <laughs> so I, I know which paper one is. But anyway, it's our 10th. And. Um, Hard to believe, but it's uh, it's gone fast, and yeah. here we are. So another another one's upon us here shortly. Wow, it's just um, to think of the breadth and the, and, and all the, the greatness that's 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 come out of this festival. It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we feel very very fortunate. It's uh, you know when we started this, I think if um, we were t- we were having this conversation just very recently, uh, my business partner and I, Haytham Abdulhadi who I started the festival with, uh, you know, we committed to 10 years. I think you have to commit to 10 years to really be able to put a festival together. You know, it's not a year-by-year kind of enterprise. Uh-huh. You, know, you have to plan on lasting long enough to really have legs and to build momentum and, you know, all that stuff. So we committed to 10 years. And, um, you know, looking back, I I, <clears throat> I couldn't be more proud or, or happier with how things have gone. Obviously, there's been ups and downs and right. a, a lot of uh, a lot of work. But... It's been extremely um, rewarding on a lot of different levels, and we feel very proud of what we've been able to bring to uh, to Portland. Has the concept evolved, or, 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 or you, did you stick to your original concept? That's a good question. You know, it's um, I think it's a it's a little bit of both. It's kind of like a push mm-hmm. and pull kind of deal, where the original concept is stronger than ever. The reasons why we why we did it, and, mm-hmm. and the reason why we started it in the first place, is still very much front and center. Um, of how we've gone about it has shifted maybe a little bit just as our tastes have evolved a little bit and uh-huh. and I think the bigger thing is that we've really noticed is that you know the cultural zeitgeist has shifted tremendously in the last 10 years yeah um, you know when we started doing this 10 years ago uh, there was very little R&B music right. soul music right. uh, even jazz was on its last leg supposedly and <laughs> yeah. you know and again, all those all those stupid jazz is dead right, stories. You're right, or hip hop is dead. I mean, right. or you know, I mean, they, you, this is something that they, people talk well, about a lot. Well, and Paul is dead. Paul, yeah, that's, <laughs> I think he might. No, he's still alive. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that it's just uh, for whatever reason. You know, we've been very fortunate to be kind of ahead of the curve. And so if you look at nationally, what's happened and, and how the culture has really shifted. You know, and um, mm-hmm. we're very fortunate to have been out in front of that, and we've seen a lot of benefit from that. And, you know, if you look at what's going on now, it's it's rich, you know, uh, yeah. whether it's we, the genres we just discussed, whether it's, you know, the jazz scene in South South London or whether it's hip-hop in Atlanta or whether it's, you know, R&B and soul music all mm-hmm. over the country and, and, you know, different pockets. It's just, you know, it's a really amazing thing. And um, we, feel, we feel like 
we've really kind of made our stamp and we've made an impact and uh, we're proud of that and it's been it's been a lot of work and a lot of fun and it's it's exciting to see you know how this much how this has changed and how much this has really grown yeah 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 how, how have your taste in music's changed in music changed over those years yeah that's a good question i mean i don't know <clears throat> i think um i think my my core tastes uh-huh. think our core taste was probably set fairly early. I think right. that's kind of programming, you know. I, yes. I, I still love, eight years old. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for real. It's. I think. I think we. I think the power of association and how we remember things is extremely important. Whether uh-huh. that's food or music or what have you, we typically associate the music we love or the food we love or whatever uh-huh. with the positive times in our life or, right. or, or good things that we've experienced. And right. so, um, I wouldn't say that those things have changed. You know, I'm. I'm Stevie Wonder is still the greatest, you know, uh, <laughs> popular musician of all time. So that, yeah. that's maybe never change. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, uh, I, what's changed is just the amount of music that's available. And, and yeah. you know, if you look at the jazz scene 10 years ago to now, uh, there's a tremendous amount of young talent that's coming out that's made a huge impact. Uh-huh. Or you look at the hip-hop world. I mean, you know, hip-hop overtook rock and roll as a top form of selling music in the United States for the first time. And mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that's never going to go back. Yeah. Um, and so well, whether people said that about rock and roll too, well, it's never rock and roll is here to stay. Yeah. Well, and you know <laughs> things are, and of course it's never going to die per yeah. se. But yeah. if you just look at where the energy is and where the yeah. where the the youth of America something right will now, replace hip hop. Yeah, of course, and and, and rightfully yeah. so. And you know, yeah. I mean, hip hop's already entering its kind of golden oldies phase, right? You know, where absolutely we've got artists in our festival this year that are from thirty years ago. So yeah, you know, these classic yeah. rock stations are playing. Music from the '80s, you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> uh, classic hip hop stations are playing music from the '90s. So, yeah, yeah. time moves on and, and things change, and that, that's all part of the deal. But it's yeah. um, it's been pretty interesting. So, I don't know if my tastes necessarily have changed tremendously, um, but I've definitely been inspired by a, a whole litany of new music mm-hmm. that's coming. When forward. I was ten years old, um, Little Richard had his first hit. Sure, there you go. <laughs> and I, I mean, when you hit that first song that really captured your spirit, whatever that is, right. for whatever whoever that is, and parents are still. <laughs> Being shocked they by are, what their somehow, children are listening yeah, right, to. Exactly, they're still being shocked, and hopefully that never that'll, that'll never end. I think that's kind of a generational, yeah. you know, that's just the, the the relay race of life. I think, right. and, and kind of how that works. Well, on the other hand, Little Richard was shocking. He, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, it certainly. But you know, that's that's what the sold out festival has been about from the beginning. Yeah. You know, is is what is your soul music? That's been our kind of calling card and uh-huh. question from the uh-huh. beginning, and that could be different for anybody. Yeah. Uh, but it's really about. What is that type of music that you heard for the first time and, and you felt that something inside yourself that, mm-hmm. that spoke to something deeper, you mm-hmm. know? And, and that's mm-hmm. the power of music and that's the power of live music and experiencing yep. that yep. in a group and communally. And um, so that, that'll that never change. That's always been the, you know, that's always been the kind of rocket boosters that have, that have gotten us uh-huh. to where we are and, and will continue to carry us forward. Uh, before we launch into the festival sure. lineup, um, I'd like to you know, say congratulations on Jack London. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, how much? This is a couple, two years, three years. How long two is years it? In two May. years in May. Wow, yep. Yep. wow. Because I think we had you on for the first anniversary. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's been you know it's been it's been really good. It's been a, it's been a a really sustainable build. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. We we really approached it. We didn't want to. I just Portland has this thing, this kind of locust mentality where yeah. something new comes along and then mm-hmm. everybody loves it and it just gets consumed and yes. then it gets destroyed and then right. everybody hates it. <laughs> and we kind of have this really strange way of dealing with things here in the city. So it was a conscious decision to really, you know, we weren't trying to get big quickly. You know, our goal here mm-hmm. was we want to 
develop something that's going to have a long-standing platform for uh, for this music here in the city. And uh, I I think we've done a really good job at doing that. We've got a great team that that's that's there, and that we've really um, you know we've really I think raised the bar on what people can expect uh, when they have uh, a jazz experience, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, let's go. Yes, uh, let's do it. The Sold Out Festival 2019, you're Crazy. on. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Wild. Where do you want to start? Well, we start at the top. I mean, you know, uh, this year being our 10th anniversary, and, and we're really, you know, we can talk maybe a little later about our plans for the future, but for, mm-hmm. for this year it was really about uh, a retrospective. We wanted to really kind mm-hmm. of look back on, on some of the big artists that we've had over the 10 years and, and hit the high notes that we really felt good about and that really kind of anchored our, you know, aesthetic and what we're about. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, Buddy Guy he was the headliner of our first festival, yeah. and he's he's back again for our 10th anniversary. And that's something that speaks to longevity, you know, uh, yeah. not, not for our festival, but to, you know, Mr. Mr. Guy yes. and his music. Yes. And, uh, you know, this is, these are the legends, and this is the, the roots of the tree, so to speak, mm-hmm. that... Mm-hmm. You know, prop everything else up. Yeah, and uh, blues music is the basis of all yeah. American, you know, music of the last hundred twenty years, whatever it is. Yeah, and uh, you know, to have a really probably maybe the last living legend of the blues world. Pretty much, um, it's you know, it's, it's a big deal, and it, it says a lot about where yeah. we're at, and, and kind of, it's a great look back at us for, for for bringing him back. And where will he be performing? At the Roseland Theater. Nice. Yep. Yep, nice. and uh, you know we've got a lot of shows at the Roseland this year, and uh, a lot of shows obviously all across town, and, mm-hmm. and that's one of the big ones. Um, Eric B and Rakim is another one that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, as far as this classic hip hop. Yeah, uh, you know one of the first major hip hop acts to ever come out of New York, eighty eight, yeah. eighty nine. Amazing. Um, never performed in Portland. Yeah. Um, never. So, never. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So that's that's something that. Again, kind of a nod to, you know, we'd like to lay that foundation. Yeah. yeah. And lay the foundation of the people that really paved the way. <clears throat> and they're very much, uh, they fit the bill in the hip-hop world sure. tremendously. Yeah. And then Tower Power is the other one that kind of yeah. uh, does the same thing. You know, this is a legendary soul act in the yeah. uh, West Coast, Bay Area. Yeah. Um, they just celebrated their 50th anniversary, yeah. which is pretty remarkable. And, you know, this is just... These are it's bread and butter. I mean, this is you know really? this is the core of our mission and, and the bands that that yeah. have really paved the way for everything that's come come since then. They get a lot of airplay on KMHD. They certainly on do. Friday nights, and and rightfully so, <laughs> uh, rightfully so. You know, there's just not many bands that that have that longevity that can still bring it. I mean, it's right. You know. And Cook- if you look at all the bands that they've influenced over the years. Yeah. Cookie Parker plays them all the time. I play them almost every week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how could you not? I mean, their, right. their catalog is super deep, and, and their, yeah. the new album that just came out this past year is, yep. is really great. And yep. so, and that show is selling really, really well. So there's obviously been a lot of buildup. They haven't played the market in a long time. Right. Um, so that's a big part of, you know, again, what, what we're trying to do is, mm-hmm. is kind of, it's an educational part, too, because there's a lot of younger kids that are getting into this music or hip-hop or right. soul music or what have you Yeah. that haven't that aren't familiar necessarily with where it comes from right. or haven't had the opportunity to see the legends and, and really see them up close and personal. So yeah. that's a huge part of what, what this is about. Yeah, indeed. So that's uh, that's kind okay. of our, you know, it's our top line and that's that we're feeling really good about, uh, about the response we've gotten from that. So it's been good. Go yeah. on. Go on. Well, okay. I mean, we can just go down the line. So Let's go down um, the line. So Roy Ayers and Bobby Caldwell, this is a show that, that I've been working on since we started. Yeah. Um, not necessarily together. Uh, I'm very happy that this came together as, as a pairing. Uh-huh. Um, 
but it's something that's a I really think, interesting pairing. It's an interesting pairing. They've never performed a show together. They've been wow. in the same like they've done these kind of um, they do these blues cruises or right. these, like soul cruises or yeah, what have you. Yeah, and yeah. they've been on the same boat before. Uh-huh. They said, but they've never actually been on this. They've never shared a stage. So they're going to perform together. They're going to. They're going to. It's a co-bill show. So oh, they're okay. both going to play. And then, yeah. and we are working on some special. Nice. You know, the whole nice. point of this is to create these kind of special, unique situations that only happen during the festival. There was. A, I read a piece. I don't know about eight months ago. Mm-hmm. It was written by a black man, who. Never knew that Bobby Caldwell was white. Right. There's, there's it was a, one of the funniest things I've ever read. There's kind of it's actually kind of like a little cottage industry on YouTube where you can see people's reactions <laughs> to finding out that Bobby Caldwell was a white boy from the, the the late seventies, which is a funny you know it's obviously a funny thing, but I think it speaks more to the universality of music. And, oh yeah. And, and oh, yeah. if you got it, you got it. Yep. And uh, yep. you know he's had it for a long time. He's written some of the most classics sure. soul songs the last forty years. And and yep. talk about the hip hop world. He's he has been sampled as Roy Ayers has. I mean, these are sure. two guys that have built hip hop. Whether they yep. they knew it at the time forty years ago or not, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> uh, but they've become the backbone for yeah. a huge amount of the, the what we consider classic hip hop today. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so that's kind of part of the deal too. Is you know how do you put those things together in a way that people can trace that back and see mm-hmm. where these things connect and, and understand that that this is a tapestry that's been going on for a long time. That this is not just a this is a rich heritage, and this is not just some fly-by-night operation. These guys have right. been doing this for a long time. Long time. And it's a it's a big it's a big thing. So it's a big part of what what, what we're looking forward yeah. to. Should okay. we just keep going? Oh, keep, keep going. Keep going down oh, the absolutely. List? Okay, I'm yeah. going all off the top of my head. So if I miss anybody, please let me know. Um, I can I can prompt you because I've got your 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 site up here. There you go. I mean, I, I've got I think I've, I should know it by now. It I, starts I like, with a G. Yeah, grammatic is yes. next. I'm familiar with grammatic <laughs> being on the list next. Grammatic is. <laughs> This is a really interesting example of, you know, we, every year we really tried to focus on the Electronic Act. And, yeah. And a lot of people, I think, kind of the old schoolers, aren't necessarily super into the electronic scene. And for understandable reasons on some level. Uh, but for us, it's always about highlighting those electronic artists who've, who've captured a big audience but who are, uh, again, connected to their history and understand the roots. Yeah. And Chromatic is as soulful as it gets for the electronic world. And mm-hmm. he's very much... Uh, carrying on that tradition that was started 40 years ago, 50, 60 years ago by, by these, these classic soul acts. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, he's, a, he's a perfect fit in a lot of ways, and we had him on, a, I think, about f- five or six years ago. So he's, mm-hmm. he's making his return uh, to the festival as well. Um, the Budos Band is, is uh, another great example of an artist that I think uh, embodies kind of a classic tradition and kind of reinterpreted. Yep. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of famously this kind of dark, heavy, Long Island Afrobeat yep. band. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, from Lagos, Nigeria to Long Island is not a direct flight, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that said, I mean, the music that they've taken, and they've taken this classic tradition, and they've turned it into this thing that is, you know, very much alive and fresh and urgent, which mm-hmm. Afrobeat music certainly uh, is and always has yeah. been. Yeah. And yeah. so we're really excited about them. They, they've been long-time staples of the Portland scene, and um, they've never played the festival, so this is something that we're really oh. excited about. Wow, that's unusual. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's good. And so opening that show is the band uh, The True Loves from Seattle. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them. They've uh, they've also got kind of, so Pudo's band's from the Daptone label, which is yes. the famous uh, New York label they gave us, Sharon Jones and yep. Charles Bradley and many yep. others. The True Loves are kind of a Daptone-esque uh, group uh-huh. from Seattle. Uh-huh. Fantastic horn section. I think it's a 
seven or eight piece horn section uh and they're opening that show and that's a that's a really exciting one that's just going to be if you like horns uh that is the show not to miss Mm -hmm. certainly all right Um, okay Moving down the list, we've actually got. I can actually make an announcement today. We have something yeah. that that is not yet on the calendar or the uh-huh. uh, the website. We just confirmed it. Um, this young artist named Masego. Uh-huh. You heard of Masego? I've not heard of Masego. So Masego. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Thank God I'm here. Yeah, really. Uh, so Masego is this uh, youngster coming up. This is this represents this new wave of jazz music that's coming up. He calls himself trap jazz, uh-huh. which. I'm not necessarily in love with the name, but uh, it's yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's basically the blending of hip hop uh, rhythms and, uh-huh. and jazz uh, uh-huh. playing and jazz caliber musicianship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's become he's become a really you know a, a budding star yeah. in the world, and he very much lives at the intersection of these different cultures. Yeah, and kind of Gla- Glasper and Hodge do that kind of stuff. Very much so. I, yeah. I think they would even be. I mean, this kid is. I mean, Glasper and Hodge have now been around for so long. That, I, know. I mean, these guys, you know. <laughs> I don't want to date them, but uh, you know they've been around long enough. We've had them on the festival three or four times. Sure, that they've these are like the next wave after them. You yeah, know, these are like their kids almost. We had a great piece uh, written by Michael Conley, Shoehorn, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, on on that Glasper show you had at mm-hmm. Jack London, which is amazing. Yeah, Shoehorn, you know, he is is a saxophone player, right? And he writes like a musician, right? 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 It's like the, it's, one of, it's 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 fascinating to read his pieces. Yeah, you know? that's great. That's yeah. great. All right. Uh, Masego's next. Uh, let's see. We had um, how do you uh, Kaja Bonet? Is that Kaja. next? Did he say Kaja? Kaja, Kaja. Yeah, Kaja okay. Bonet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's a really interesting uh, artist, and uh, again, very much a contemporary, fresh, new artist that mm-hmm. draws from a very rich background. Uh, she's actually Lisa Bonet's little sister. Is that right? That's right. Wow. Uh, so. I was going to ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of it's it's not a super common name. So, right. uh, and she's got this really interesting. I think her description is that she was born in the backseat of a seventies Skylark <laughs> spaceship or something like. I can't remember exactly what it is, but she's got this really cool sensibility where she's got this really wild kind of uh, orchestral string sound meets. Wow. Um, future R&B. It's really hard to describe, and, and usually yeah. that's a good sign, for, in my, my opinion. If you, if you have a hard time describing it, uh, you just have yeah. to push play. There's and, something and going it, on there. Something yeah. going on there, and, it's, yeah. and that's what it's about. It's about these classic historical artists with the next crop of artists that are really pushing things in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll become the next generation's legends. So uh, very excited about that. Uh, let's okay. see. Who else? Uh, Daka Braca is that Daka, next? Daka Braca. This is yeah. off the top of my head. This is I'm, I'm, I'm totally impressed with myself. You're good. I actually know the lineup to my own festival. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Uh, Daka Braca and Yemen Blues. So Daka Braca is an example of an artist that we've had on the festival before. Yeah. Um, and this to me really embodies something that we really wanted to do early in our process that we've really gotten a lot better at is, you know, you look at on paper somebody might say. Well, that's not soul music. You know, this is Ukrainian yeah. folk music, uh-huh. um, and they're not wrong. It's Ukrainian folk music, certainly. Uh, but if you've ever seen Daka Braka, this is what Ukrainian soul music sounds like. And uh, <laughs> and they're a band that really is is so unique and such a dynamic performance, and they've created this really cool thing, this vibe and this sound, and. Uh, they're amazing. Yeah. They're well, I know Dark and Dusty and Mary are going to be there. Right. <laughs> They've, you know, this has become one of their biggest markets in the United States. We brought huh. them here for the first time about seven years ago, and since then they've gone on to play uh, Beloved Festival and Pickathon and, nice. and others, and they've really grown and they've really become a, a major 
up-and-coming world music act in the market. And we're pairing them with Yemen Blues, who mm-hmm. is one of the coolest sounds we have. Um, he's a Yemenite Israeli cat uh, really? who plays hundreds-year-old instruments, hundreds-years-old instruments, and really brings this amazing, you know, it's like walking down the streets of the old city Jerusalem, and you hear the, the call to prayer, and it has this, you know, timeless feel to it. You take that, and you combine it with this really interesting kind of African polyrhythms, and it's a completely unique sound. And uh, Does he still live there? He actually, he is back and forth. I mean, last yeah. time I spoke to... Uh, to him, he was living half the time in, in New York and half the time in Israel. Okay. Um, but, you know, this is this is kind of what we love to do is these kind of unique pairings. Yeah. And this is something that you'll never see anywhere else. And it's, um, you know, to have Daka Braka and this very unique Ukrainian folk sound uh, meet with Yemen Blues, which is this very distinct Yemeni Arab mm-hmm. Israeli sound mm-hmm. is you know that's we love that and, and it's a one plus one equals three kind of situation so uh, we're very excited about that one that's going right. to be a lot of fun right yeah maybe I might need a little help getting down to the next round okay. the next the next uh, next ghost line note. ghost note jeez ghost note is the funkiest band on the planet well that's saying something man. period yeah I would put them against pound for pound I'd put them against anybody right now anybody Maceo? touring today Maceo Maceo would tell you himself is that right he would tell you himself. These wow. guys are off the charts, and uh, we're very excited about them coming back again this year. This is one of the few acts we've had, actually, I think this is our third year in a row, and they are just, not only are they some of the nicest guys, and, and I'm really thrilled that this past year, Peter Knutson, who's a local Portland guitarist, got right. hired by the band, has been out touring with them, nice. got the jam with Stevie Wonder at NAMM this year Whoa. with Ghost Note, so, you know. Uh, Sput, the, the drummer, uh, was a drummer on Tefemba Butterfly, which is uh-huh. this generation's Bitches Brew. And yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, you know, Vinnie Caliuta's sub for Herbie Hancock occasionally. <laughs> so, you know, not bad. Not bad, uh, yeah. And these guys with Mono Neon on bass, who is probably the most talented bass player on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are just, they're just hitting their stride and they're becoming a force unto themselves. They're, they're mm. unbelievable. And we're really excited about this year because they're going to be doing a very special Prince tribute. Ah. Uh, Mono Neon was Prince's in-house bass player at Paisley Park for the last two years that Prince was alive. Uh-huh. Um, Sput and many, uh, two of the other, three, uh, two or three of the other guys, the keyboard players, bass player, all played with uh, Prince. And so they, these guys are, these were the guys that he was handing the, the, the torch to. Uh, Prince was the biggest artist we've ever had play our festival. That was yeah. back in 2013 on April 21st. Yeah. April 21st, 2014, he passed away. Huh. And so April 21st this year, um, we're actually working with the city. I- I'm trying to get um, a declaration to make this Portland's Prince Day. Nice. This was the last day the Prince played Portland. Yeah. This is the day he passed away. You name and a street so, after him. Exactly. I mean, we should <laughs> name... You know, we can name a lot of things after him. Yeah, uh, but he uh, he very much embodies the, the the spirit of what we're about, and and mm-hmm. so there's a big deal for us to do this Prince tribute this year. Great. Uh, Where's that going to be? It's at the Star Theater nice. on April 21st, yeah. and we're going to have some very special guests on that one. And we're you know we're just really excited about that. That's that's a mm-hmm. uh, tugging at the heartstrings a little bit for us. It's a very yeah. personal show, and yeah. they're also going to do a very special. Um, Another appearance on the festival that we haven't announced yet. That okay. We're going to wait a little bit on that. Okay. Uh, but they're going to be playing. They'll be here for a couple of nights. So uh, just people that know, know. People that don't know, you have to check this band out. They're right. unrivaled. And the return of Bernard Purdy. So Bernard Purdy, I mean, you know, this, again, 
Uh, Ever he, since Jimmy Max closed. Exactly. You know? So Bernard was here. One of our best stories that we've ever had for our festival was our first year. Uh-huh. Um, we had Gil Scott Heron. And, uh, oh, I saw that show. You were at that show, right? The Aladdin? Yeah, he got up and, made, and, and, and told a joke about, about um, uh, little people. He did. <laughs> uh, yeah, he told a few jokes. He told a few jokes. Um, so, so Gil Scott. People just fell out. They yeah. didn't know what to think. Yeah. They didn't know if they should laugh. Yeah. But, it was, but the thing is, his jokes were funny. He, he's, he's a, he, was a, he was a unique <laughs> individual, and, and we were honored to have him on the first year. And it, I mean, honestly, I think that, that probably got us through a couple of rough years there. I mean, having uh-huh. Gil and having the, the show that we had with him really t- told us that we were kind of on the right path. Yeah, yeah. And um, Purdy was there. That he was, our, he was there our first year as well. Mm-hmm. And we had this discussion with with Gil where he said he hadn't he hadn't spoken to Purdy in over thirty five years. Wow, something like this. And during Gil's show at the Aladdin. Uh, we actually were able to sneak Purdy in the back door and walk him out on stage, and they had a famous embrace yeah. on on stage at the show. Yeah, yeah. and they both had tears in their eyes, yeah. and it was a very special moment for two guys that hadn't seen each other in so long. Yeah, and uh, man, that that was the moment where it was like, okay, I think I think we're going to do this. I think this is yeah. going to something that's going to work. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so having Purdy back, most recorded drummer of all time. Uh, you know, there's no bigger name uh, in soul music, drumming, right. and, and, and studio musicianship than, than Bernard Purdy. Of course. And he's going to be here for three nights. He's one of our artists in residence this year. And so one of the nights he's going to have, we're going to do a uh, old school drum battle uh, with <laughs> Bernard Purdy and Mel Brown uh, Thursday night at the Jack London. And Mel Brown is obviously our, you know, yeah. our, our drummer uh, legendary emeritus uh-huh. here in town. And he's, a, he's just a legend. And so, you know, putting those legends together and having... You know, those kind of experiences is, is such a unique thing. And, and, again, the point of this thing is we're trying to create situations that would never happen otherwise. And that yeah. that's kind of how we define the festival experience. Uh-huh. Since we're not in some big field somewhere, since we're a citywide event, yeah. uh, if we're not creating those unique things that can only happen this week in Portland, uh, then we're not kind of doing our job. And yeah. so that's yeah. a big part of that. And we've got a couple of huge nights of very special guest jams that we're going to do with Bernard Purdy yeah. that we haven't quite announced yet either. <laughs> that um, We're going to hold back a little bit on that. We're going to announce those in the next week or two. But they're going to be just unbelievably epic jams with Purdy at the <laughs> helm, and those are going to be can't-miss situations. Yes, indeed. So he'll be at Jack London all three nights? All three nights, yeah. He's oh. going to be doing uh, one late-night set. Uh, one set with Mel Brown and one uh, primetime set as well okay. with different guests and different special all-star, all-star appearances each night. Wow. Okay. Ron Artis the, thir- uh, the second. Ron Artis the second. Tease. I mean, I, I can't say enough about this guy. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm definitely a little biased because um, I work with Ron. Uh, yeah. uh, I signed Ron about a year and a half ago uh, to my agency that I partnered with Eric Gerber on called mm-hmm. the uh, Royal Artists Group. I promised myself I would never manage another band again in my life because <laughs> um, it's a very tough thing to do. Yeah. Um, it's a lifestyle. It's not a job. Right. It's something that there's no hours. It's on all the time. Right. And uh, I, then I met Ron. And uh, I, I don't think it's speaking too much to say that, you know, Ron altered the course of my life. Wow. Um, he's the most singularly talented individual that I've come across, and that includes the princes and the Stevie Wonders uh-huh. of the world. Uh, he is not only is he, you know, one of the truly t- he plays a, he's a master of many instruments, incredible voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also just uh, a truly humble 
and uh, generous individual and, and somebody that um, is going to make a huge impact on the music business moving forward. He already has, and he's going to make a huge impact on the music business moving forward. So we're honored to have him here. He's, he's going to be here every night of the festival performing with different people. Uh, he's going to be opening for Tower of Power night mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. He's going to be sitting in with Curtis Salgado and Buddy Guy night two. Oh, wow. He's going to be doing every night different, Wait a different things. Wait Curtis Salgado and Buddy Guy? Curtis Salgado's opening for Buddy Guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, at the at the at the Rosen on the seventeenth, yeah, yeah. and then Ron will be here throughout the weekend. Uh, he's, he, I can let you know first and foremost, he'll be yeah. one of the guests with with Bernard Purdy nice. for a couple of those nights. Nice. Um, and then we're also doing this very special this year. It just so happens that our Sunday falls on Easter Sunday, uh-huh. and Ron is going to be doing a very special gospel set wow. with Saida Wright and some others oh, at sweet. the old church uh, on Sunday afternoon Isn't of the that festival. Wonderful. So, this is a guy that. You know, is is going to be leading the charge for the next generation for soul music and for blues music and all different yeah. kinds of music yeah. uh, for for a long time to come. That sounds great. He's uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. You doing all right? Am I doing okay? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll take a sip all of right. water while you prompt uh, me for uh, my, next, uh, my okay. next one. The next one is Shy Girls. Shy Girls is a great act that we've um, we've had a couple times on the festival. They're from Portland originally. Uh, they have. Um, he, re- he relocated to L.A. not too long ago, and he's kind of got this really cool, sexy, rye meets Sade kind of sound. And mm-hmm. uh, he's a great example of kind of the next generation of a really smooth soul that's mm-hmm. come about. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, a long-lost grandson of uh, Bobby Caldwell or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Lake Lake Lee forty seven. Say it again. Lake Lee forty seven. Lake Lee forty seven. Yes. So she her, her show we went, her announced her show at the Holocene and it sold out immediately. Okay. Uh, so there's no tickets left to see her. All right. Uh, she is this kind of fierce young female hip hop led movement that's happening and gotcha. she's from from New York and okay. she's obviously red hot. She's uh, yeah. We're, we're going to try to add a second night now because her her wow. first night sold out so quickly. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, Makai McCraven. Makai McCraven, I mean, uh, if if you know what's going on in the jazz world and you know this guy is very much at the center of it, um, a lot of people are kind of comparing his rise to Kamazi Washington a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a drummer from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting a lot of love from Pitchfork and Rolling Stone and mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. major you know uh, industry rags are, are, are all over this kid. He's a really unique guy who, again, is kind of combining these elements of hip hop and jazz and just yeah. you know the next wave. You know, we've got Christian Scott here in a couple nights for for uh, Portland Jazz Festival, and I think he may have come up with the best name for this yet. I haven't heard a better yeah. one, so I'm going to go with his name. He calls it the Stretch Music. Stretch, and uh, I think that's a good name. You know, we haven't named this thing yet. Yeah, it doesn't have it hasn't been, it doesn't have a name yet. What right. this new 21st century iteration of jazz music married uh-huh. with hip hop rhythms and yeah. what that is, and so Christian Scott called it stretch music, stretch. And, and I think that Micaiah is, is going to be recognized as a, a very much a leader of this next generation. Like of uh, he's he's incredible, we'll really call it, really serious cat. Well, from, from now on, on, on Oregon music news, it will be known as Stretch. I, you know, until a better name comes along, and, yeah. and Christian is you know he, he deserves a, a huge amount of credit, and uh, yeah. I think that if anybody gets a name it, I think he, he can he can name it. So I'm Indeed. I'm happy with that for now. Okay. Mike Love is not from the from the Beach Boys. Mike Love is not from the Beach Boys. <laughs> Different Mike Love. This is Mike Love from uh, from Oahu, from Hawaii. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, he represents. So this is kind of we're getting to the reggae world now. Uh-huh. Uh, he represents this new wave of 
conscious roots reggae. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think reggae music has kind of seen a few different iterations in the last 10, 20 years as it's become Americanized in some ways. And a lot of that's kind of moved away from the roots and kind of the message and the political mindset of what reggae, to, to me, has kind mm-hmm. of always been about. And so Mike is very much uh, a young gun coming up that has embodied what reggae music is about, which is about lifting consciousness and yeah. being, you know, engaged with the world around you right. and, and uh, mm-hmm. caring uh, yeah, sincerity yeah. and caring uh-huh. about what's happening the, uh-huh. to the world, and the environment, and to the people. Yeah. And so he's a, he's a great and just a great individual, and been friends with him for a very long time. And yeah. he's a, he's a tremendous musician as well. He's an underrated guitar player, one uh-huh. of the great guitar players in reggae music yeah. right now. And we're pairing him up with Clinton Fearon, who, who goes back to Scratch Perry. Clinton Fearon is people that do know Roots Reggae know that yeah. this guy who relocated to Seattle about fifteen. 20 years ago mm-hmm. he's from the gladiators originally studio yeah. one yeah. i mean this guy has been doing it for 50 years right he's got an incredible voice and he's still making very relevant mm-hmm. great music these days mm-hmm. and then again this is kind of what it's about to us is you know how do we you know we have a lot of kids that, that like mike love that know mike love yeah that don't know where this music may come from ah. and so it's a kind of the spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down kind of thing you know if we can get you yeah. in the door to see mike love and right. you're going to see like Clinton Fearon, who right. Mike knows, and he'll be the first to tell you, yeah. laid the foundation for, for this music to really be right. relevant in the 21st yeah. century. Yeah. So, you know, pairing those things up like that is really, you know, it's really special, and that's really tells a story. Should hand them each a download of The Harder They Come. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's... Um, One of the great studio shots ever... For real. ...was Toots and the Maids all singing Sweet and Dandy. Just... <laughs> You know, there's something about that era. I mean, I this is a whole different podcast. I could just go off. On yeah, this. I, I don't. I don't want to get caught in the weeds here because I, <laughs> I could go off all day long about the power of yeah. the music and what it meant to this people yeah. and how it, it truly was the soundtrack of a revolution. I played Sweet and Dandy on the radio last week. I and I followed it with Taboulet. There you go, Rochereau. There you go. I love it. I love it. It's, okay, uh, good stuff. Okay, what is uh, MNDSGN? Uh, mind sign. So this mind sign is uh, this cat from... Doesn't believe in vowels, but that's doesn't okay. Doesn't believe in vowels, uh, <laughs> which people these days, they don't have time for vowels, I guess. Um, so this cat is from uh, Stone Throw Records. So uh-huh. Stone's Throw is um, this kind of famous Southern California label that mm-hmm. has been very much at the forefront of rejuvenating the soul world and, and being a real tastemakers uh, platform and this label is one of the few record labels out there that's relevant I think in, in, in a real way that actually produces real music and actually puts it out there in, in, a, in a real way um, and Mindstein is just this cat who, who embodies that he's uh, a young guy who creates really interesting cool music and it's just yeah. uh, something that, that fits with, our, with, with what we're talking about so we're getting toward the end but I guarantee you nobody's bored I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no. I, believe me, nobody's. Okay. I'm not bored. Okay. Well, as long as you're not bored. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the important thing. Yeah, we've got, and you know, we may be getting close to the end here yeah. on the current list, but we're going to have a lot more stuff to come. Just, wow. just so people know. Okay, Theo Croker. Theo Croker is this young, serious trumpet player. Uh, he looks serious. He's a serious cat. Yeah. Uh, again, this is the next wave of jazz music. This is the. Does he play stretch? Uh, yeah, you know, I think he'd probably be a little bit more. And see, I, I hate labels, and I don't want to. I hate labels. You brought it up. I did. Well, I'm trying to describe <laughs> things. It's tough without labels. Um, but Theo, you know, I think is maybe a little bit more in the traditional jazz sense. Uh-huh. Uh, but his you know, sensibility and consciousness is very much affected by the hip-hop world and all these things. So gotcha. I think he could definitely fall within the stretch music. But right. just another great example of the next wave of truly great jazz musicians that are coming up. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Etok Ubong, who's another good example of that, mm-hmm. he's a Nigerian trumpet player. Um, again, same thing. You know, jazz music... 
I, I'm just so excited about what's happening in the jazz world right now. Mm-hmm. And um, these guys are perfect examples of how jazz music has rooted in different parts of the world and allowed these people a platform to really speak their culture and speak yeah. their experience through yeah, this yeah. worldwide recognized art form. So it's a beautiful thing. Sammy J. Sammy J is really cool. You know, the last few years I'm, I'm excited about uh, we really try to focus on different communities. I really want to I want to have a show for everyone on the festival. Mm-hmm. And so the last few years, I, um, I mentioned my, my one-year anniversary coming up. I recently was married, and my wife is Chamorro. And so I've been very fortunate to kind of become educated and aware of the Polynesian culture and what mm-hmm. that's about and the music of the Polynesian community. And Sammy Jay is this young singer from New Zealand, uh, Maori. Uh, kind of got that, like, sweet... I don't even know how to describe it. He's got that kind of high falsetto voice that girls yeah. love and like are screaming and you know yeah, singing yeah. back every word yeah just got a great reggae soul singer vibe and um you know we, we really one of the big things that i always enjoy this every year the last couple of years is having a big polynesian night and yeah. you go to these shows and it's <clears throat> the energy you can't beat it it's 500 600 people in the room 90 percent are gonna be polynesian and they're going to be just loving it and having a great time. And, and to mm-hmm. me, that's what these things are about. You know, it's about community. It's about building those things up. And it's about getting out to see your people and uh, celebrate with your people at these uh, these shows. And so that's mm-hmm. a great example. And that's going to be uh, if you if you enjoy reggae music, if you enjoy Polynesian culture, if you just enjoy a good time, that's one to definitely not miss. Combrio? Combrio is a great soul band coming out of the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, we're packaging them up with Dirty Revival, who oh, is... Yeah. You know, a stalwart and a really solid uh, Portland, band. Portland band, and yeah. who's you know, I just saw something recently where Jill Scott gave them some daps recently, and really? they've really had some some really big progress. And mm-hmm. Sarah is the lead singer from Dirty Revival. Uh, they've done a fantastic job, and they're kind of just a powerhouse soul band. And we put them together with Combrio, who's very much cut from the same cloth. Uh, kind of classic soul sensibility with a, a really contemporary fierce punch. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a great Cobill show, and that's um, that's going to be at the Star Theater. And you're going to have Soraya. Yeah, you know Soraya? Oh, I've known Soraya for many years. Oh, wow, cool. Oh, he's he's been on. He, 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 there's been lots of we've run lot, lots of stories on him. Cool. He did he did a coffee shop conversation. Oh, oh he's wow. he's amazing. Awesome. So he's opening for that Yemen Blues Doc Abraka show. Right? Wow. So we're taking wow. Yemen Blues, which is this, <laughs> we talked about this kind of yeah, you know yeah. uh, Yemeni world music Arab Israeli sound. Doc Abraka is this Ukrainian folk, and Soraya is going to bring this kind of future futuristic throat singing uh he's just soraya you yeah i was gonna say maybe you can describe it better yeah he's just uh there isn't anything like soraya it's very cool so that's that's a that's example of of a show that we're really proud about this is three very different things that come together in a really beautiful way that you know if you like world music if you like to be challenged and you want to hear something different He, he, he used to do concerts in the um uh like under what's uh where, where they used to take the sailors. Oh yeah. Under uh, oh, okay. Uh, um, under the what? The Portland Underground or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to Shanghai. Right. The tunnels. The tunnels. Yeah. yeah he used to do concerts in there. Wow, cool. <laughs> and he's been in a Northwest fixture for a long time. And yes. Um, and you may have, he may have picked you up in his cab. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. As, as Enrique. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's got some really cool stuff, and he's one yeah. of the, the locals that we've uh, we've been trying to get on for a while, and we finally found yeah. the right fit. I wonder so. if he's. I wonder, I wonder if he brought his son here. Because, you know, he had a son in Tuva. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, He's a great guy. That's awesome. I'm glad you got to know uh, Soraya. That's cool. See, Tom, you're plugged in, man. (laughs) Hard to get one by you. (laughs) Okay. 
Well, that gets us through most of them, I it think. It does. It does. Uh, we've got, like I said, we've got a lot of other stuff coming up, and we've got a lot more local stuff. We've got, um, I can share a few, maybe a few more things. Sure. Robert, Robert Walter, the organ player, wow. is going to be one of our uh-huh. artists in residence. He'll be one of the special guests with the Bernard Purdy jams that will nice. be happening. Uh, Skerrick will be coming down for at least Skerrick. one or two nights with the Bernard Purdy it jam. so funny. You know, it's, I, I, I had always wanted to, to, to do an interview with him, and people were saying, no, 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 he's too weird. And we did this Skype thing, and I don't know, it was fine. Yeah. It was just fine. Was it during the day? Yeah. See, I think maybe that's it. <laughs> I think maybe during the day, I think he's, you know, he hasn't put the cloak on yet, the cloak of darkness. I mean, he was really interesting, and we had a great time talking. Hey, the guy knows his music. He yeah. Is, uh, yeah. He's a very educated guy. He, he understands the music. Yes. He's, uh yeah. And he also, you know, again, pushes it. You know, he's not just sitting around waiting right. for somebody to do some retread of something else. I yeah. mean, he's created yeah. his own niche, and he's created his own right. sound. And right. people that know Skerrick, they know Skerrick, and they know it's definitely yes. Uh, yes. it's a unique situation. So <laughs> he's actually in the True Loves Band. Is that right? And he'll be, so he'll be playing with the Budos Band, uh-huh. and then he'll also uh-huh. be sitting in with uh, Bernard Purdy <laughs> that night as well. So. I, 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 from time to time, I, pl- I play Harry the Hottentot from the Dead Kenny G's album. Oh, yeah, sure. On the radio. Sure. It's amazing. It's just amazing. His collection of bands <laughs> that he's been in are some yeah. of my favorite bands. Yeah. I mean, Critters him, Bugging him, is one of my favorite bands of all time. Absolutely. And, uh, and anything with him and Dylan? Mike Dylan, we just played the club just this past yeah, Saturday. Yeah. I mean, these guys are, yeah. you know, these guys have created more history in the Pacific Northwest and, and really created new avenues for jazz to go yep. forward. Yep. Maybe more than anybody else in the last 25 years, honestly. Yes. And, I mean, and Skerk was probably the only person who ever um, had the word taint in his band, band name. <laughs> Uh, Skerrick's uh, so syncopated like, taint. That's right. I believe was the name of the that band. That is that's one of his bands. That's right. That's right. Do we have to? Are we going to have to bleep that? You think or no? No. no this is a podcast. Is taint, you can say fucking anything. Here, you know? no, no. <laughs> that's great. I think you were just dying to get that word on the on the show. Well, that's, that's it's any easy. chance any it's chance easy. to get that it's in easy. there. Skerrick is a, a unique individual. Yeah, I think well, it's fair to say. Yes, a yeah. unique individual. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we got a lot more good stuff coming up, and um, you know, for us, it's. Uh, we're going to take a long, hard look at what's going on with um, the festival after this year, and we're going to make some decisions about how we're going to approach the next 10 years. Yeah. And um, we're going to be changing things up a little bit. I, my feeling is that you know, we've got this ongoing situation going on with Coachella yeah. that we'll be hearing some final resolution on soon, hopefully, and that's going to make a big impact on how, where, why, when we'll be doing this event moving forward. Wow. So we're really approaching this as a capstone uh, for our 10 years. And um, Are you involved in, in litigation with them? Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a, yeah, people can look it up. There's, you know, there's a major uh, federal lawsuit currently going on with, with us and Coachella. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, I think the music industry is at a very much an inflection point right now. And, um, yeah. Consistent to everything. Everything is. There's yeah. not about it, and yeah. we're not we're not immune from that. But uh, yeah. you know, we're going to be seeing the next couple of months really how and how we're going to be able to move forward. And so we're uh, very curious to see how that kind of comes together. When do you think there'll be some resolution of that? Uh, I don't know. As soon as possible. We just yeah. got our we got our hearing our next hearing date got set. So wow. w- soon. Um, but you know, for us, it just yeah. it reflects what's what's at stake and. Uh, yeah. And it's probably I'm sure it's very it's very much more impactful, but I hope you have the same success that the slants did. You know, I <laughs> success for us, you know, is 
the ability for the music industry to still be independent yeah uh, on some level yeah um yeah. consolidation has has wreaked havoc on our industry whether mm-hmm. it's the promoter side the festival side or the agency side mm-hmm. and it's really created a, a situation that's untenable in, mm-hmm. in our opinion mm-hmm. and it's just not sustainable yeah and so um you know it's uh, if you care about music if you care about uh independent music if you mm-hmm. care about really supporting what music's all about and not mm-hmm. just the business of music then i think people you know need to pay attention to what, what's going on in their industry yeah. and how it's happening because it's really important and i know that portland gets it because portland's one of the last independent markets out there yeah and uh, you know, Powell's is a great example of like the independence, Indeed. independent-minded uh, effects of, of what that means and community and yep. what that's about. Yep. And that's that's why we started this, and that's why we've gotten ten years out of it, and that's that's our game plan moving forward. So, all right. Well, listen. This, this I, I know it was grueling. Oh, it wasn't that grueling. No, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, you, you didn't. You didn't sound like it was grueling. Good. Hopefully, it didn't sound <laughs> grueling. Yeah. No, not at all. Terrific. What a great resource. Uh, congratulations on all the stuff you've done. Thanks, Tom. Uh, you know, everybody's uh, pulling for you, and very happy that uh, you've, you've found success here and, and uh, con- really continued that. success. Well, we appreciate your continued support, and we definitely appreciate the continued support of Portland and the Pacific Northwest, and uh, we look forward to uh, many more years. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Tom.